No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Aloha Protein Powder. Get through the cold winter months with a rush of pure, energizing, plant-based protein. Try our favorite, the Vanilla Blend, for 18 grams of protein built with the very best ingredients. Enter Aloha20 at aloha.com to get 20% off orders of $50 or more through February 2016. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Matt, I threw a big birthday party a couple weeks ago, invited you and Aaron over and all my local friends and even some friends from out of town. We had all this beer and all this alcohol and you show up with yeah. two kim- kombuchas. I know. And that's all you drank all day. What's I, going I on? And you had talked me up, right? And told your friends like what a what a life of the party. I know. I was, I had I was this, gonna... Everyone was expecting The party was really about me, like, right? It was, it was... Throwing beer pong and keg yep. stands and all kinds of stuff. They were expecting you to just... I know, and I showed up with two boochies and and that's it. Drank them, which have a trace amount of alcohol in them. I later discovered. Yeah, I mean it's fermented alcohol. <laughs> right. It's fermented beverage. Yeah, but but not enough that that it prevents them from selling it to kids or anything like that. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's not. Yeah, really I think you'd have to drink kids. a lot to get yeah. a buzz off. Yes, uh, I did that, and you know, I in the interview that we are setting up right now uh, with <laughs> with Andy Ramage from One Year No Beer, and by the way, I'm not yet committing to one year without beer. Uh, I did a 30-day challenge of it, or I'm doing a 30-day challenge. But um, I actually mentioned your party in the interview as as one of the uh, obstacles for me. Not not the actual – once I had committed to it, it was fine. But mm-hmm. it was really interesting to me that once I found this challenge online, because he got in touch with me, and my my first thought was, hey, that, that would be really cool. Like, it's the beginning of the year. I'm doing some other changes and things, and, like, that would be perfect timing for me. And I got excited about it, and then immediately my brain went to – you can't do that because you have this cruise coming up and you have Doug's party coming up during this month. And looking at it now, it's funny that like that almost stopped me from doing it. Like, like <laughs> yeah. the, It was like non-negotiable. that You have to drink on a cruise and you have to drink at a party. Right. So, you know, this episode isn't isn't here to, to say drinking is bad. I mean, of course, you know, we talk about beer all the time. We're both beer fans and home brewers. Um. But I think it just, it's, I like, this is why I like challenges like this, because they, they just kind of get you out of your box and kind of give you a different perspective. And I just realized that it was kind of funny that I, that I just assumed that, that, you, I mean, you, that if you're going on a cruise, you have to drink. There's no right. way you could go three days of that cruise without drinking, because it's just right. the first three, and then if I want, I'll be done my 30 days. <laughs> but like we talked the other day about, about going out to dinner or out, out to go do something at night <laughs> yeah. and i was like well i don't really know what we would do like if i can't drink right and it's funny that like you it's just such a part of it's like part of the fabric of the social life culture, yeah I mean, like yeah. if you're not yeah. you know and there are plenty of people who of course don't drink at all and to them you know maybe they went through this um but i'm sure it doesn't sound that strange at all to go out and not drink you know they probably have all kinds of good things to do or they go to bars and even hang out there but just don't drink right uh but to someone who who has never really done that for much or for long uh, it, it's weird, it, you know. That is such a part of life. Yeah, <laughs> so, it is. I mean, it is for 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 both of us. I think. Yeah, but anyway, the reason that I was attracted to this, and the reason that I asked him to be on our podcast, is because I really, really like the way uh, this thing is set up. It's called One Year No Beer. It's, I guess, the ultimate goal is to go one year with no alcohol at all. It's not just about beer, but of course that rhymes. Um, 
just like No Meat Athlete rhymes, but it's also about more than that, right? It's also about the, there are so many parallels between this and No Meat Athlete, and that's why I found it interesting. Uh, it's it's like it's a totally low pressure, no pressure way to do this. Like they're not saying you're bad if you drink, or alcohol is going to destroy your life, or you know everyone's an alcoholic in some way, or they just they just say like here's why we have found that alcohol like kind of wasn't that great in our lives. And here's why we've been better without it. And the, this guy, Andy, uh, over the two years he's been doing this has, has gone, it, it led him into a plant-based diet. That's how we found me. Mm. Um, just, you know, gotten, got kind of took charge of his fitness and some other things. So it's just, I don't know. It, it's, I've really enjoyed the 24 days, or whatever now that I've not drank. It wasn't really hard to, to, not do it. I think I was just kind of at a point where I was like, I was kind of tired of, of that daily drink. It was like, it, it had become a habit that I just did because I was used to doing it. Right. Even when I didn't really, you know, I just, the end of a work day, it's like, okay, that's what you do now. And it was weird a little bit to not have that there, but it really hasn't been a hard thing. I, I don't know. I just, I don't really party enough these days with two kids that it's a hard thing to like stop doing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think for me, definitely the, the hardest part would be social settings, you know, which... Uh, like going to and if a you have kids, or... then you don't you don't do those anymore. So it doesn't really right, matter. right. <laughs> you know, but but since I'm going to happy hour every single night, right? You know? Exactly. So I I don't expect this to be our most popular episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know when I mean, when we've talked about drinking all the time on here, and both I think have a have a healthy relationship with it. Uh, I don't know. It, it's I think people will probably say, "Why are you doing this? Like, what's the what's the point of this?" Uh, but I don't know. I just like to try different things, and I I kind of got to the point where I was having that beer every night, and like I said, it was it was just habitual, and I would just do it. But I really do think that that was kind of the thing that I would do at night, right? So I, I, you would get nighttime for me. I would have dinner, mm-hmm. and then if I was putting the kids to bed that night, uh, I would wake up after that and have have a beer. And if I wasn't, then when Aaron took the kids upstairs to go to bed, I would have a beer then. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of like okay, the day's over, now I'm going to do this. And right. once you have, you know, half a beer in you, for me at least, I, you know, the motivation to, like, read a book or do this sort of whatever exercise thing I was going to do, it just sort of goes away. And and the, and the beer becomes what you're doing that night. So then you watch TV and have a beer and you're then you're done. Have you found yourself being more productive? Yeah, that's that's the thing. Really? That I, that, and that was one of the motivations. Was I thought that would happen. I thought that once this is gone and it hits 8 o'clock and the kids are in bed, like, I need to find something new to do. So I've just read more books and done stuff that I consider more valuable. A little bit more work at night, uh, which some people may or may not think is a good thing to be doing work at night. Mm-hmm. But you know, instead of just like, I think I think I tend to do those things because I'm I always I want to make things better. I want to make my life better in some way, right? Whether sure. that's whether that's being better at work or being more in shape or just knowing more from reading books. Um, and and once you have that beer, the the drive to to do that goes away because the beer you know like anything else sort of numbs the the urge or, or the need to want to make some sort of change so you say i'll, I'll do this and i'm happy now and i'm not gonna do anything else mm-hmm. so it's been really interesting um i hope people listen to this and, and just give it a chance not i'm not saying you need to consider doing it but i just hope people listen to the episode um i think it's a really good thing they're doing and um and maybe some people will want to do it so they do 30 90 and 365 day programs uh, a program, all that is, by the way, is you download their ebook and read it, and then you start. There's no, I mean, you can you can log in. They'll send you daily emails if you want, but uh-huh. it's not like you pay or it's not like you go through something. Okay. Um. So anyway, it's it's been a really fun thing. I've enjoyed it amidst other changes I've been making, and I uh, hope people get into this. Yeah. Starting with you, Doug. Are you ready to commit? 
Uh, you know, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> no, I want to right now on the air. <laughs> well, you know, I got a party next weekend that I'm going <laughs> exactly. to. Uh-huh. And, uh, yep. You know, well, I, yesterday I tweeted out an article that I, I saw. Um, I didn't read it, but I loved the headline enough to where nice. I, <laughs> I tweeted it out. That was that uh, drinking coffee negates any issues caused by alcohol. So, oh really? Perfect. It just it just made it perfect. What kind of issues? I, like yeah, drunkenness like I issues? Said, no, no, no. I think like like to your liver and stuff. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm like sure I said, I didn't true. I didn't read it, but <laughs> I just thought those headlines and those types of articles just crack me up so much because it's just anything anybody wants to hear. You know, any sure. excuse. To... Yeah, of course. All right. So anyway, I was scared to do this this one by the way this episode because I a long time ago I think I read an article. I don't know when this was on some, I think it was Tynan, T-Y-N-A-N. He's this blogger guy who I was just reading a little bit. And I found an article where he said he had to stop drinking, gave it up and, and permanently did much, much more permanent than what I'm doing here. And people in the comments just like ripped him and, and were like, just for how much better he thought he was than them now because he wasn't drinking. And I think it's because people hold this really near and dear to them. Mm. I, I would expect to have seen the same with, with, meat you know like not eating meat that you would get ripped by people who just and of course that does happen on the on the blog we get random comments now and then that are just right. from someone who obviously found the site and, and hates it um so i don't know I, I didn't want to approach it at all from like you know here here's why not drinking is so much better than drinking one drink a night because I'm, I'm not I mean, i've enjoyed this but it's not like i can say this is a million times better and you, you need to change now um but it's a very low pressure kind of thing. I think it's really been a fun challenge, and and if you are interested, I would I would recommend anyone try it. Uh, I have one question before we get to the episode. Okay. And you may talk about this in the in the interview, and if you do, then then stop me now. But you have always talked, or we've, you've mentioned several times on the podcast that you have trouble sleeping. Mm-hmm. Has no alcohol? Cutting alcohol out helped your sleeping at all? I don't really think it has. No. Okay. Which I would have expected that it that it does. Uh, I mean, I think I know it's. I think we do. I think he mentioned it in the interview as as uh, a nice benefit that you get. But I, I can't say for sure that I, it, it's my my bedtime routine has become more stable. I guess, and I just tend I get tired around nine, go read for an hour, and then go to bed. Um, where somehow with with drinking, maybe it would lead to some nights to stay up later. Or but I wouldn't say that the quality is necessarily better yet. Okay, but I don't think I have trouble sleeping. I I think we've. It seems to me that you sleep exceedingly well. You said you just go to sleep and then wake up, whatever, six, seven hours later. Um, I usually wake up once, twice per night. But it's not like I toss and turn all night long. That, that usually doesn't happen. Okay. All right. All right. So, without further delay, let's get to the interview. Let's do it. Hey everyone, it's Matt. I'm here with my friend Annie Ramage, who uh, is one of the men behind something I'm really, really excited about, more excited about really than I've been about uh, just about anything uh, in the past few months or even few years. It's called One Year No Beer, and uh, I never would have thought a few months ago that, that I would say that that was exciting to me, but uh, it re- really is, uh, is, is cool right now. So Andy, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you, Matt. It's great, great to be uh, talking to you on the, the podcast finally. Yeah, me too. It's been uh, it's been good to connect with you, and it's been shockingly interest uh, you know fun, uh, interesting, and not really that hard for me to uh, be without alcohol for the past fifteen days. Which you know to some people that that will sound like nothing, like okay, big deal, you stop drinking for fifteen days. Um, 
but you know, I was in a I was in a solid routine of of never almost never more than one drink a day, but but always one drink a day. So it was just something that was kind of part of my evenings, and it was a weird thing for me to to get away from that. It was just such an ingrained habit, uh, even if not any sort of chemical addiction. I have no idea if if that was involved or not, but just just habitually, I was used to doing that at the end of my days. So to to kind of tear away from that was uh, was not the easiest thing to do. But I found your stuff, read through your ebook. And uh, this came along at the perfect time for me, so I'm excited to talk to you about it. And uh, and just let's start, I guess, with with kind of what your story is and where where the idea for one year no beer came from. All right, beautiful. Yeah, I mean, really, it came from my own frustration. Probably about four or five years ago, exactly like yourself, I decided to take a break from drinking. But I just found it really difficult, not from any sort of physical dependency or or addiction. Let's say I just started to realize my whole world had been built around alcohol you know from my business to my friends to my social life and then when you try and stop something like that you are habitually ingrained in this whole sort of process of drinking of always having alcohol for every celebration business meetings it was just sort of everywhere and I really found this difficult to stop and it sort of frustrated me and then I started to question myself hold on have I got a bigger problem than I actually realized which I was always convinced I didn't um and then it sort of dawned on me that it's actually the social pressure there's everywhere in our society. It's absolutely everywhere. I work in the city of London. I, work, uh, I run a futures brokerage. The guys in the bright jackets screaming and shouting at each other. You may have seen in the movies, very Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And it's very stereotypically, you know, win, lose or draw, you drink some more. It's just part of, you know, it oils the wheels of business or I thought that it did. And, and you get yourself into a bit of a state that you think, hold on, I can't stop this thing because I might, you know, lose business. You know, will I be boring? Will my friends think I'm boring? Will I lose my relationships? I mean, all these silly um, ideas go through your mind because it's so ingrained in you for such a long while that it's difficult to get out. So this sort of social pressure, let's say, um, that I experienced was difficult to overcome. So we decided to come up with an idea. So I sat down with a, a like-minded uh, friend, uh, Ruri Fairbanes, who's the co-founder, another broker as well, who experienced exactly the same um, you know, symptoms as myself. And we came up with the idea of one year no beer. The reason being it's a challenge. Nothing more, nothing less, no stigma. Um, it's a challenge. Can you first get to 30 days and then maybe to 90 and then maybe the 365? Um, because people like a challenge. And I think, in, especially in the city, it's like this everywhere we're finding, it's quite difficult to go out socially and just say you don't want to drink without a decent excuse. People very often, unfortunately, don't accept I don't want to drink tonight as a good enough reason not to drink. I mean, it's, it's terrible, but it's true. You know, you get your arm twisted, you know, don't be a wuss, don't be such a lightweight, have a beer. I haven't seen you in ages, and very soon you get, you know, your arm twisted and you're back into the same sort of process. So one, you know, beer really is that excuse that you can go into the, to the pub or a social occasion and people then turn and actually support you. I'm doing this challenge. I'm doing 30 days. I'm doing 90 days. It's a challenge. You know, we love tough mudders and triathlons and um, as you know yourself from your, obviously your running background, this is just another challenge. No stigma. Can you do it? And, that, and that's really where the idea came from. Yeah, I mean, I, I love all that. That's uh, a lot of the things you said there are what attracted to me. It, it to me, um, and that first of all, the no stigma idea. Uh, when I when I looked at your stuff, it, it reminded me of No Meat Athlete in a lot of way. Uh, yeah. I mean, the name first of all, right? Four syllables and rhyming second syllables of each phrase. Yeah. Um, but, but the whole mindset is, is exactly kind of what I have tried to do and really how I came to a, a plant-based diet. Like for, for the longest time, I had this feeling that I wanted to be vegetarian, but 
for these exact same reasons as you're mentioning here, the social stuff, like I, I would think I'd want to and I'd say, oh, no, I can't do that because, uh, you know, I might be going over to this friend's house for dinner or having someone over or I've got this party and I can't be vegetarian for that. Um, so exactly the same thing, not trying to tell anyone that you are evil for eating animals or anything like that, but just creating this sort of alternative thing that someone can do for fun. Uh, so I, I've, I've really enjoyed just seeing the way that you've done this, uh, which has reminded me so much of, of, um, you know, what I've tried to do, but I, I love the challenge aspect as well. I think that's such a crucial part of habit change yeah. and, uh, should mention that I am on the 30 day version of, of your program here. That was my kind of commitment to myself. And I think I love that you can start with such a small step as that. Um, I, I understand that, that no one year, no beer to some people sounds kind of intimidating. When I first saw it, I was like, you know, that sounds it, interesting, appealing. Like I'd love for that. I'd love to see myself do that. But at the same time, I was like, okay, one year is just, it's just too big for me to commit to that. Um, but 30 days has, has seemed perfect and it's been, it's been easy and, and, uh, and really energizing so far. Which um, is fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's, it really is. I'm, I'm really excited about it. So what I said about being vegetarian, this idea that I, that I thought I couldn't do it, um, that's, I experienced exactly that and exactly what you've said uh, with, with drinking. So when I, I saw this and I said, I, I want to do this. I want to do 30 days. That seems really fun to me. And got excited about it, like I often do about challenges. And then this was, looking back, it's really interesting that this came up. Immediately, my mind jumped to, no, you can't do that because you have this cruise that you're going on at the end of the month. So that, that, that'll be on day like 28, 29, 30. And I have my co-host of this podcast, Doug, he was having a, a party for his birthday about a week into it. And in hindsight, now looking back, it's really funny that that was going to be the reason why I didn't do it. Like it was one one night out and then three nights on a ship when there's all kinds of good fun stuff to do that doesn't involve drinking if you want. Um, that like it's just so ingrained that it was like if you're going to a party, you can't possibly go there and not drink. That, that the social... Um, you know, the habit that has been formed around it is so strong that, that it was almost not even, like I almost didn't consider the, the challenge at all because I had those commitments that I thought are necessarily tied to drinking. And I think that's, that's a great thing that having something where you can just say, I'm doing this challenge, uh, suddenly there's a reason, a reason not to do it. And then that, I think that's a really, really good and powerful thing. Yeah, and that's a lovely point that you make because so many people look at this and do exactly that. They, they quickly glance at their diary and go, I can't start. I can't start this month because I've got X, Y, and Z. Oh, next month, I can't do that because there's a wedding. Oh, right. next month, you know, and these things never, you never start. And we, we try to promote that. There's never the perfect time to start. You, you've got to sort of get stuck in because at some point you are going to face, you know, the wedding, the the stag do the the night out and, and it's about preparation for those moments exactly that and then if you're armed with your excuse it makes life so much easier whereas you know just turning up or, or, on a whim and or, or trying what we say a lot it's very similar to what, to what you're doing the no meat athlete trying to sort of wing it just doesn't work you know just trying to turn up on a social occasion and just say oh, i'm not going to drink tonight it's just not enough you do have to put that effort into plan but just to reiterate your point which is perfect there's never a perfect time to start with these things you've just got to get stuck in yeah, one of the phrases uh, that, that jumped out of me in the, the ebook, which is free, by the way, if you sign up at, uh, is it oneyearnobeer.com? Is that the, the URL? Yeah. yeah, yeah so, that, so you get a free ebook when you do that, um, that, that I read in one sitting, very easy to read and, and inspiring. Uh, the phrase, it says, it's the, the epiphany that never comes, is what a lot of people have around drinking. And it's this idea that, like, one day it would be nice if I, if I didn't have this habit anymore. And, and again, I don't, 
and I think you, you're not targeting alcoholics here. We're not talking about no. life ruining alcoholic habits. We're talking about something where it's a social thing and it's just, you kind of have started to sense maybe that you'd be better off if, if this wasn't such a habit. Um, so I think that's a really good point that, that you just, you kind of, uh, like even sort of fantasize about what if something happened that would prevent you from drinking for a while? Like how nice would it be to have that sort of thing happen? And uh, I noticed this winter I got sick for like three or four days and didn't even feel like having a beer during that time. Um, and by the way, this is not just beer. This is all alcohol. It's not one year, no beer, of course, rhymes, but you're talking about all alcohol. Yep. Um, I just realized like, wow, that was really nice that I was sick for those four days and, and didn't want to drink alcohol and like had this reason not to do it. Um, so I think that's really nice. And then the excuse you've been looking for is another, another phrase that just jumped out at me. I really, really love those things about the movement you're doing here. Okay, let's pause for 60 seconds to thank our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Aloha. The cold winter months have arrived. Keep them outpaced with 18 energizing, muscle-building grams of plant-based protein. Aloha protein powder is filled with the very best whole food ingredients like organic peas, hemp, and pumpkin seeds that keep you going all season long. And one thing that makes Aloha powder so special is that they're sweetened with natural ingredients like apple juice instead of artificial sweeteners. For an extra boost of whole food, whole body, healthy energy, add Aloha Daily Good Greens to the mix. Just choose one of their three delicious blends. They have chocolate, berry, or original, and pour it into your favorite water, juice, smoothie, or dressing. You'll get a full serving of fruit and veggie goodness for natural energy. Visit Aloha.com and enter promo code ALOHA20 to get 20% off orders of $50 or more through February 29th, 2016. I, I have a question, though. What about people who who I guess would argue that they don't want to give up drinking. And I'm still kind of in this camp. Uh, Doug and I talk a lot about beer. I consider myself, and I think he does too, uh, you know, sort of a, a hobbyist around beer. Like not just, I'm not, we're not popping open Budweiser's just to, to get the buzz at the end of the day. It's, it's a lot of it is about appreciation, enjoying the beer. Both of us brew our own beer, um, you know, like to try different beers, have books about beer tasting, things like that. I kind of have this thought that like, I don't, I don't, yet want to never drink again. Um, I'm really enjoying how it's going for me. I'd love to be able to not have a drink, drink a beer every night at home habit, but like a once a month or whenever the right time comes up, do it. Um, I know with, with, you know, alcoholism, that's, that's a big no, no, right? Cause, cause your one drink can put you back totally back on alcoholism and, and it can, yep. all the work you've done can, can go down the toilet. Um, what, what do you think about that from, from the perspective of your program? What about people like me or, or others who, who would say, I don't think I want to be completely free of alcohol, but I'd just like to not have this as a habitual thing anymore. Brilliant question. Yeah. I mean, our approach is completely different in that sense that really what we want to do is, is change people's perception of their relationship with alcohol forever, um, is, is the key point. So, you know, if you get, you do 30 days or 90 days or a year and, and people want to go back to drinking, but they, they go back to it in a different way. That's that's what we're trying to achieve. Um, we're not trying to say people never need to drink again, um, but we just want people to change that relationship with alcohol as long as it's, you know, in a healthy way. And craft beers are fantastic. And there's some beautiful craft beers out there. And as, if they're enjoyed in that sense, that's fantastic. If people feel they've got complete control, what we're trying to do is, is give people that break that they don't slip back into those sort of formal ways of binge drinking or clearly, you know, when it can become a problem. And also on that note, just to add, there's some amazing non-alcoholic um, 
craft beers available now and this is a really growing business I and mean, when we speak to a lot of suppliers and even you know we've got some great stats out there that are showing that the biggest growth market for the sort of beer stroke alcohol industry is the is the non-alcoholic uh, brands wow that's really interesting i yes. i could definitely get into that i think <laughs> um have you i don't even know if you guys have been at this long enough to have seen this happen or not but uh what i would i would fear that I would think I was in now total control that, you know, I go 90 days or who knows what and say, you know, I, I don't have this habit anymore, but that if I did it one night or another night, you know, a week later, then I'd be like, Hey, I'm just going to get a six pack and have it at home. Cause that was really nice. And I'm in control now. And then I could kind of see myself just going back down the road. We're back again. I'm having one beer every night and, and, you know, not, not my health, not suffering for it, but just, but just kind of back in that, in that rut. Um, have you seen like do people does that happen is is it really easy to slip back or is it pretty much once people get through this that they they are able to kind of you know moderate it I guess for lack of a better word I think what it it, it genuinely does it creates real awareness I think of the way you're drinking and and the, your, your habits you know this this really I mean we sort of touched on it before it's just a habit change system I mean drinking alcohol is just a habit. That's all it is to a degree that can obviously, you know, there can be a dependency if things go too far. But for most people, it's genuinely it's just a habit um, and habits can be broken. They can be changed. And that's why we try and you know encourage people to get fit, to get healthy and sort of replace those old um, former habits. Um, but obviously, like habits, they often they don't really go away. You know, they are sort of always lurking in the background that, that you know, if you're not careful, you can slip back into to your old ways but what i've seen firsthand with lots and lots of people who have been through this whether they've done 30 or the 90 or the year um when that happens if they do slip back in they are so aware of it now that's the difference there's a complete awareness of what's going on that they can nip it in the bud and decide you know i'm slipping back to a, a great example the co-founder uh, Ruri did his whole year perfectly i mean he went straight and did the year without a blip um, over Christmas, he thought he'd treat himself to a couple of whiskeys. He's a good Scottish lad and loves his whiskey. And as you can imagine, it escalated somewhat. And um, before he knew it, he felt that he was probably slipping back into old ways or he had one sort of big night and that, and that was it. He sort of caught it there and then nipped it in the bud and now he's fully back to, to, to not drinking again. So I think it gives you, definitely gives you that awareness that you know you can avoid slipping back to old ways unless you want to you know we're not telling people what to do but you know at least it'll be a conscious decision of your own then rather than a sort of subconscious conditioning right right awareness and and more specifically mindfulness uh that's things something you mentioned i think that came for you before this right is that you you started practicing some sort of either meditation or some sort of mindfulness practice and that's what led into this or was it the other way around no, no. Mindfulness was definitely a part of this whole process. So I think when I was sort of very much caught up in the city and drinking heavily, I discovered mindfulness and positive psychology and Anthony Robbins and NLP and all these things. And my world definitely started to change. And it was it was that awareness, I think, that mindfulness specifically gave me that I really started to notice my habits where for, you know, that, that I hadn't. So what specifically were you doing as far as mindfulness? I mean, you know, other than just being being aware of mindfulness, uh, were you were you practicing meditation or, or doing certain exercises and things or, or just just trying to be more mindful? No. Um, yes. Specifically meditating. Um, I started with you're probably familiar with it. The Headspace. Yeah. And yep. which I loved. I mean, you know, I sort of happened upon that right. The early days um, I then went and did a MBSR. 
which is the John Kabat-Zinn um, eight-week course um, okay. that's run now all over the world, which is very scientifically tested. I've done that two or three times and then actually eventually went on to qualify as a mindfulness um, awareness coach. So, yeah, during that period, it was very much learning about meditation, the practice of meditation that started to change everything for me on a habitual basis. I started to notice my habits, you know, that the subconscious became conscious. And that's when I really started to look at alcohol. A classic thing I started to do, I started to question my nights out, which no one does. Because in general, you go out on a night out, you get drunk, you woke up the next day with a hangover, you phone your friends, and everyone does this. They say, great night last night, wasn't it? You know, if I did a survey of great nights I had, I reckon 100%, which is completely not true, you know. And then you, you bring this awareness to it and go, actually, was it a good night out? Well, no, it wasn't really. I think I got drunk. I can't remember much past 10 o'clock. You know, someone got all emotional. There's all, you know, there's an argument. I had to get cabs home. I had terrible food. I feel rubbish. Actually, it wasn't a good night. You know, that sort of awareness, I think, starts to change everything. Yes, and it, it has gone, uh, it seems, for you, has continued, and I think you, as it is it two years. How, how long have you been free of alcohol now? Right, so yeah, two years, pretty much. Two years, exactly. Two years, yeah. So I did the I challenged myself to the year, and then I've just kept going. And you know, that was that was two years ago. Yeah, and that's that's really inspiring to me because in just the two weeks that I've been at this, I have noticed differences in my in my mindset. And I mean, I don't I don't know that it is a physical difference, or is it just that I, that you know each each day that I add to this uh, is gives me a little little sense of fulfillment that I'm that I'm you know feeling good doing good sticking to what I said I was going to do but I felt um a, a greater urge to get up early as a result sometimes go to bed earlier or just you know instead of watching a movie or something like go to bed a little bit earlier read a book in bed um just kind of doing more habitual good things going to the gym almost every single day for a, a kind of a fitness program which is different from running a big change for me but that's taken a lot of uh I don't think willpower is the right word, but it's been a major change. And I think that not having alcohol at all has really kind of helped me to, to just make that change. So I've felt all these differences, yeah. which is which has been wonderful. Uh, so it's it's cool for me to see that you, two years later, are still experiencing that type of stuff. And I know you recently uh, – you mentioned Jeff Sanders, who's been on this podcast a few times. He's a friend of mine. Uh, have been yeah, – I know that one day you tried the 5 a.m. thing. I don't know how that went. Um, but hopefully that, yeah. that lasted longer than one day. Uh, but then also going vegetarian or even is it vegan that you are now? Yeah. So, I mean, I talk about a few of those things. Yeah. I mean, I think that the alcohol is a massive, massive change in your motivation. I think even in your case, it could just be you're sleeping better. There's mm-hmm. so much science behind it. Even small amounts of alcohol affect your sleep. Okay. It knocks you out, um, alcohol, but actually the quality of the sleep you get is not as good. And that has this, you know, cumulative effect on your motivation and, and you, you know, your ability to get up. So yeah, for me, everything started to change. So um, in terms of my diet was very much, um, you know, I think Jeff Sanders, the same sort of case, really, it was more for peak performance. I, you know, suddenly when the fog of hangovers is gone, I started to notice how food was affecting me. Whereas before I never, I never, ever noticed it because you're, you know, constantly feeling a little bit under the weather, constantly a little bit hungover or not quite right. You just put it down to one of these things, but suddenly when I removed the alcohol, I could actually notice when I'd have a big steak, for example, or a big traditional, you know, hamburger and chips. I, you know, I was tired afterwards and lethargic, and I, and I lost that sort of motivation. So yeah, I started to experiment with um, vegetarianism, um, and then I, I come across Brendan Brazier and the, the Thrive books, um, mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed. Um, and then it's slowly been a slow drift towards veganism, which I've been, so I guess, 
fall along for about the last three months now, really. Okay, great. Which I'm, which I'm loving, which is very similar. And this is why you know me, athletes great. Very similar to one you know beer in that it's this big habit change and you sort of do have to prepare for it to do it well. You know, it's, it's, it sort of almost sounds a bit easier than, than it is. Okay. You just don't eat, you know, meat and dairy, but, um, you know, you go to a restaurant, for example, just the other day and I ordered the green beans and you forget to <laughs> mention, you just want them as green beans and they come swimming in butter. Right. Right. You know, all these, it's very similar to you, just all these little things that you actually still trip over yourself on. But I think what's more interesting as well for me, I'm, clearly I came at it from a peak performance perspective but then obviously you start to look at you know where the meat's coming from and then there's a whole opens up a whole new world of you know is this ethically you know a much better thing to do as well so my whole i think belief system starting to, to change around it i think which is really interesting yeah totally uh and that's that seems to be how how a lot of changes work right you said one one little thing seemingly unrelated leads to something else and leads to something else and then uh you know just just because you started one thing and stuck with it Two three years later, your life looks completely different. Uh, oftentimes, way way better, and I think that's a that's a really great thing. Um, I, yeah. Anything else, Andy? Like as far as tips? I mean, I guess I'm just thinking of someone listening to this who uh, is like I was, where really they weren't considering this before, right? Maybe they've they've thought about drinking. They thought about it'd be nice if I didn't drink, but realistically, it's not going to happen. Uh, then then they find your stuff, exposed to to this movement, and start to think, hey, just maybe I could actually make this happen. What a fun 30 days, if no more than that, uh, challenge to, to see how it goes. Do you have any other tips for those people? Like just the, the common objections that someone might come up Obviously, the social one is a big one. Um, are, is there anything else you can say that would help someone in, in making the decision to give this a try uh, or even something practical and just, you know, are there do you dump, dump out all the beer in your house first or do you do you just kind of keep it in there and and or, or wean yourself off or do you suddenly just stop one day i mean any any sort of habit change tips that you can give someone who uh who's exposed to this for the first time and is really curious yeah i think if you really the, the key point i think i mentioned earlier is is winging it trying to wing it just doesn't work and what i mean by that is you know you really need to prepare i mean it sounds so simple you know i'm going to stop drinking you know the alcohol can't jump out of the glass into your mouth. You have to physically put, put it, you know, buy it and, and, and put it in there. But um, there's so many, you know, things why people slip up, especially early on. Um, and I think why you have to prepare, you have to know if you're going out socially, know what you're going to drink. Don't just turn up and try and wing it at the time and, and order a soft drink, you know, check out the bar. Do they do non-alcoholic alternatives, which is a really nice um, way to change a habit early on because you still feel like you're part of the group if you've got a non-alcoholic lager for example most people leave you alone if you're holding a bottle that looks like a lager so you don't have to constantly go through the whole process of why you're not drinking um, which is a really good tip early on um, also I think remove if you've got a lot of alcohol in the house remove it if you've got a, you know a fridge full of alcoholic beer try and get rid of it and, and replace it with non-alcoholic beer so those sort of habit interrupts are there, i.e. when you go to reach for a beer, you, you know, you can still sit down and watch the football or whatever it may be you're doing, but it's a non-alcoholic beer. So slowly but surely you're starting to change those habitual patterns rather than short, sharp shock treatment. Right. Yeah, I like that. I've actually been drinking uh, kombucha. Have you heard of that over there? They have that crazy thing over there yet? No, I don't I don't think I know it. No, it <laughs> it's, it's, it's really popular in the, like, uh, healthy eating, especially the vegan world. Uh, it's like a fermented tea, I guess, for, for lack of any, any better explanation or really for lack of knowing much more than that. Um, but it's fizzy, has a, a fermented taste to it. 
not I, there might be some trace amount of alcohol, but it's not an alcoholic drink. Um, and it's just it's just been a nice kind of substitute for me. It, it's yeah. not, and you know it has lots of probiotics. One of those things people consider a healthy healthy beverage. Um, so that that's been a really nice thing for me, and it's exactly done that. Served the role of like. At night, if I'm watching TV and just like want to be drinking something besides water, then I go with one of those, and it's and it's perfect. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think advice to other people is is, is really, uh, which we touched on earlier, is there's never a perfect time to start. You know, and and honestly, just give it a go because it's just a challenge. It's nothing more, and it's nice, I think, because we grow up for so long as adults, conditioned to drink. Many of us start drinking in our teens that we don't actually really genuinely experience a break from alcohol ever for a lot of people. You know, they just keep going on forever. Where it's quite nice to get, you know, a break of 30 days or 90 days and actually look at both sides of the coin. And if you want to go back to drinking, you know, it's your choice. You know, good luck to you. But it's nice to genuinely be able to see both sides of the argument. And, and, and you've noticed in the short amount of time, suddenly your motivation jumps. I mean, that's what people would discover. It's not just about the obvious health benefits or going to the gym or, or you know, eating a better diet. It's actually about your day-to-day living, your motivation. We mentioned it earlier. You know, I'm doing the 5 a.m. miracle at the moment, which I'm I'm loving. And things like this just would not exist in my life. They just would not, you know, I wouldn't have room for them or time for them or the energy for them. Um, and that's why it makes such a big difference and it's worth worth giving a try. Yeah, great. Uh, so so like I said, I'm, I'm 15 days in. I've heard you say that that uh, that 30 is good, but 90s 90s really what it's all about. Is that is that true? Yeah, I mean, we think that the sort of the magic happens past the 30 days, really. And the reason for that is we have a, a big thing over in the UK called Dry Jan, which is a big sort of charity thing that lots of people do. So mm-hmm. they just don't drink alcohol for Jan and raise money for charity. And it's fantastic. But what we also find is a lot of people um, approach that by locking themselves away, becoming sort of social hermits uh. for 30 days. And that's why it's January, because it's, you know, historically the quietest time of year, which is not really the approach that we're trying to take because, you know, you shouldn't be hiding away. You know, you've got to get out there and live your life. And people can almost hide for 30 days, but, you know, you can't hide for 90. You have to readjust your whole social life. You know, you're you're, going to experience life's highs and lows, and you have to deal with them without the crutch of alcohol. So really, over that longer period, you you know, you you genuinely change your perception. There's no, you can't possibly get to 90 days without having, you know, you would have had your wedding or your stag do. Um, For that reason alone, I think it's, it's better to do longer, but any break, it's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. 30 days is still brilliant. But if you can do 30 days, you can definitely do 90. And if you can do 90, then I'm afraid to say, you know, you're a good candidate for the uh, the big 365, which is, which is brilliant. You know, and that's what it's all about. And then if people want to go back to drinking, fantastic. We just want to change their perception of, of alcohol or their relationship with alcohol is, is the key of, you know, of this. Yeah, I, I think it's all great. Uh, I'm not ready to commit to 90, but uh, who knows? By the end of this 30, maybe I will be. I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely open-minded and... Uh, like I said, really, really enjoying it so far. So uh, thank you for, for doing this, and uh, and thank you for getting in touch with me because this, like I said, I mean, I guess I didn't say this, but I, I see so many new things online and just see so many that there's no time for any of them. Uh, this is one, though, that, that absolutely caught my eye, I guess, because it came along at the right time for me, and uh, and the way that you're doing stuff is, I think, really the way to do it, the way that people like to, to be told to change rather than, than being told they're they're wrong for something. And cause you know, like, like we've said, this is not about making people wrong. Just like no meat athlete isn't about making people feel bad about themselves for eating meat. Um, you know, I'm not here to say that like, you know, I'm better than you because I've, I've made it two weeks without alcohol. And I know a lot of people when, when they talk to someone who, who talks about not drinking, a lot of it is this sort of 
you know, this idea of condescension or this thought that, yeah. that someone's thinking they're, they're now up on their high horse because they're, they're above that and they don't drink anymore and, and they can, they, you know, are, are just better than you because of that. And I mean, I'm not coming at that at all, but you know, like I said, I'm, I'm still, uh, in the space where I, I still think of myself as a, as a guy who loves beer. So, uh, I just, I love the way that you, you have this approach. Uh, it has resonated with me and I think there are probably a lot of people out there who, who don't want to give up drinking or, or say I'm giving up drinking, but would enjoy the break and, and would like to see where that goes. So, uh, I think, I think the work you've done is really, really great and I uh, appreciate it. Oh, thanks so much, Matt. Yeah, it's an absolute, um, pleasure, uh, pleasure to, to be on the, the podcast. And, and again, I think there's so many, similarities between the no meat athlete and one you know beer that hopefully your listeners you know will be you know interested in this idea because i I think it's a challenge that's all it is you know nothing more nothing less you know why don't you give it a go yeah and if they are interested what uh where do they go what's the next step um so really just the the, the, um the website one year www.oneyearnobeer.com um you get the free ebook there you know all the details about joining up um there's forums podcasts um, the, the, you know, a whole mixture of, of things for them to do that will introduce the idea and, and, and encourage them. And, and the community's growing around that. We're on Twitter, which is OYNB UK, Instagram, and all the various social media outlets. But there's a real community going around this. On Facebook as well, we have a, a, a closed group, which is nice. And it's sort of, it's call it a support group. It probably sounds slightly wrong, but it's just all these people coming together, changing their lives at the same time, and everyone looking out for each other. And it, it's really, it's a fantastic thing to see. Cool. And you guys have like a, a 90 day, uh, like email series thing, right? That, that kind of holds your hand. Yeah, of course. So when you do sign up, sorry, um, you select a start date and you will receive a daily email for the first 90 days of all the tips and tricks and hacks that some of which we've discussed today, just to really help you get through each stage basically. So all those emails are timed with what you're probably going to be experiencing at that stage in your challenge, um, to help you through. Got it. All right, Andy, thank you so much for, uh, for coming on the podcast, and, uh, and I really appreciate it. I really appreciate what you're doing. Good luck with it. Good luck. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, okay. man. Bye.